0: Happy Monday. Uh, welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by three uh, lovely gentlemen in studio today, Mr. Stu Uh We've got David Harris Jr. back in the house. Hey. And we've got uh, Mr. Jason Buttrell. Thanks for being here, guys. How was your weekend? Uh,
1: it, was, it was fine. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. That was yours. That
0: was uh, it was good. I heard you went to a dessert festival. I did go to a dessert festival. It's <laughs> <that, that laughs> like, oh, that. I didn't know those existed, but that yeah. sounds amazing. You need to
1: have more of them. <laughs> 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 what was your top story, Steve? Uh I'm fascinated by the media's uh, reaction to Donald Trump uh, changing his mind on three important issues, and we'll get into those.
2: Mm, all right. And David? Something else that we just continue to fail to see in the mainstream media is the assault of Illegals once they get back out and uh, their detainers are being uh, held up by ICE. It's just uh, it's, it's it's heartbreaking.
0: Mm. All right, Jason.
3: I'm always talking about Iran lately. I yes. think but there's just a lot going on. Um, we did respond. It wasn't what uh, I think a lot of people expected, but the future or uh, ramifications are pretty frightening when you think about the future of warfare.
0: All right. Obviously, uh, we've got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, So Relief Factor is for those of you out there who I know that there are a lot of you who you're just in constant pain all the time. You just walk around and you think that that's just what life is supposed to be like. You start to get older or, you know, you've got some previous injuries and you've tried everything. You've tried prescription drugs. You've tried everything and nothing seems to work. You're just like, well, this is life. Yeah, that's really depressing, and it's not how it has to be. Uh, Try Relief Factor. It's 100% 100 drug-free. It's four ingredients that target the inflammation in your body, which a lot of people don't realize. That's really where the root cause of your pain is. Uh, Right now, they have a three-week quick start pack that you can get. It's $19.95, and uh, 70% of the people who try it go on to keep ordering more. It's working for the majority of people. I'm telling you, it can work for you. It's worked for me. It's worked for Jason. It's worked for Glenn Beck, who was in a tremendous amount of pain. It is worth a try. You can go to relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95, or you can call 800-500-8384. All right, Stu. Are you saying that Donald Trump is a flip flopper? Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> I am not saying that. Okay. Uh, I this is what I think is fascinating about this. So there's been three big issues. We've talked about them, I think, all on the show. Um, the most recent one being um, Donald Trump said he was going to deport a bunch of people. So he was going to do these ice raids and then uh, made an announcement, said at the word of at the request of Democrats, i been delaying this for two weeks. So he was going to have these big deportations and then he reversed himself on it. Then you had Iran. He said he was going you know, like, we look, he was about to do this this attack. And, and then he announced he reversed himself on it. And then there was the tariffs in, in Mexico. He's going to put these big tariffs on it. And then, uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, they came to the table and they had negotiations and he's reversed himself on it. And this is the way the media presents these things. And now they're saying, like, we're very concerned because there's just unstable leadership at the top here. I mean, this guy can't make up his mind. He's constantly changing it. Uh, He has no idea what he's doing. And I just find this to be completely fascinating at this point. If you had met Donald Trump yesterday, Maybe that take would make sense if he wasn't, I don't know, one of the most well-known people in public life over the past 40 years in the United States. (laughs) This guy's been around since the 80s and and, we know who this guy is at this point. He wrote a book called The Art of the Deal in which he outlines specifically things just like this in which he says really tough stands. Right. And then trying to get people to the table. And then he at times will say, all right, well, I'll give you one more chance. I'll give you two more weeks to figure this out. This is the Donald Trump we all know. The Don. The Don. This is who he is, right? (laughs) And, like, you know, a lot of people get very worked up about the things that Donald Trump tweets and and, and says. And I don't because even if he says stuff that I don't like, you know, a lot of times even with tariffs, and and we we come on here and we talk about tariffs, and it's like, well, you can't tell what's going to happen because Trump doesn't communicate like everybody else. That's Like, he is saying a lot of times things with thoughts of negotiation, And he doesn't mind coming out and saying something that is uh, that's going to get people's attention. It's going to get people fired up Mm. to advance these negotiations. Like I've made the argument before that, like I think to keep your sanity in this time, it's best to completely ignore the media and completely ignore everything Donald Trump says. (laughs) If you just do those two things, like life is really calm. um, You know, it would be. It really is. It's funny because like the media wants this both ways. They want to be able to get their audience terrified. Over the deportations. So they have to take him seriously and say, these deportations are coming. They're coming next week. These people are living in their homes. They're going to be worried about every knock on the door because these immigrants, these innocent immigrants are going to be thrown out of the country. They want to scare their audience. And then they still need to be able to attack him when he doesn't do it. So then they say, well, our fallback position currently is he's unstable. He can't make a decision. Why isn't he doing these deportations? He promised. It's like, wait a minute, you were the guys telling us this was terrorizing immigrants. Yeah. It's just a this double side, like they have this, I want to say double standard, but it's not even a double standard. It's it's pretty specific to Trump,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is they know Trump says things that at times, I mean, he, he's even admitted it. Like it's he'll say things uh, that are, I don't want to say outlandish, but like it, it intentionally exciting to his opponents, right? Mm-hmm. He's he he trolls them a little bit, right? Yeah. And so an they ha- troll. exactly, <laughs> and and built into the troll and the negotiation process a lot of times is this. He says it in a way that is the most inflammatory possible. Right? They all understand this. They all know it, but they all pretend he's completely serious every time to get the max reaction out of their audience. To get the max sort of like inflame. You know, they get all the retweets. They get all the clicks. They get they scare all of their uh, viewers and listeners. And then when they reverse it, they just simply act as if it didn't happen for the past two years. This has been the case over and over again. And I wish the media would take a step back and say, hey, let's come up with a decision. Do we believe these things or not? Can we come up with something consistent to tell our audience? Because I think at this point, people are so obsessed with Trump in the media and his opponents, I think, are so obsessed with the man that, like, they don't even hold the networks accountable. Like, MSNBC's audience doesn't hold them accountable when they freak them out and then it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. They just continue to, like, thrive and thirst for this sort of, like, constant, like, caffeine-induced news, when in reality, I think, like, if you step back and say... There was a lot of worries about Donald Trump coming in as president, and even conservatives had them at the mm-hmm. time. Well, you come back and look at it, and it's like, has this guy been that different than other presidents? Yes, he says other things. You know, sometimes he says things that are a little bit more, you know, outlandish. But I mean, like when it comes down to policy, it's like you know they do the same thing with Russia. It's like, well, well, Russia, he loves Russia. Look, he's saying nice things about Vladimir Putin. This guy's crazy. Well, look at his policies against Russia. Like he's been much harder on Russia than than previous presidents. I feel like the whole thing gets blown up, and it's like. There's this incentives for clicks and and, and, and retweets and, and shares and it just poisons. It poisons us. It poisons the coverage from all these networks.
3: I like your comparison to the art of the deal and, and just deals like that. It's very similar to we talked about it last Friday, but I talked about the Trump doctrine just in yeah. foreign policy. It's exactly the same as how he handles domestic policy. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same. He'll be very like outlandish, you know, and even, you know, belittling to certain people. Then he'll threaten after that. Then he'll threaten to say, this is what I'm going to do, deport you know so many thousands of people or whatever he'll get straight to the point and just like how you see another example is like a NFL free agency you know where they'll, they'll they do similar things they'll spread rumors some players will you know try to like force the hand uh, on on some of the owners sure. uh, but deadlines typically make deals which is what you your Le'Veon Bell which is unless <laughs> exactly very good point <laughs> but then in in the end they usually come up with a good between you know between the you know the threats between both the owners and the players and everything eventually the, the deadline Line, they force the force the uh, the deal and it gets done at the zero. It's exactly the same way that Trump handles both foreign policy and domestic. Exactly the same, um, and it's kind of working. I would say it, it's it's that, had, does ha, it does it uh, does bring results. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, I, look, I, I think there is a I think there could be a fair complaint from um, liberals at least against me. Uh, in that, like, I don't think I would have, like give, give you North Korea, for example, right? I would would not have given Barack Obama the benefit of the doubt when it comes to, hey, Kim Jong-un's my friend, and uh, he's a great right. guy. And, That's and, true. And, and then previously, also, like, we're gonna, fire and fury's gonna rain down on the nation. Yeah, right. Like, at this point, I'm just, I like, with, with, with Trump, like, it's, to me, only valuable to judge him by what he does, and not at all valuable to judge him for what he says. He He has, he's thinking a different way right? Like, he's saying things as they're tied to a a negotiation. Like, does he really mean he was going to rain fire and fury down on North Korea? I don't think he meant that at all. Like, and I don't think he also means that Kim Jong-un is his friend. I'm sure he realizes this guy's a murderous dictator and he's not buddies with him, but he's trying to get something done. So freaking out and listening to every single word is is not valuable. And I think it is legitimate to say that if some of the stuff that Trump has said, if Barack Obama said, I would be all over him for it. Absolutely. But I took him, I, I, he didn't talk like that. He didn't communicate like that. That was not his way. Right. And I think there is a the same thing with I would have freaked out on George W. Bush for some of this stuff, because they communicated more like traditional presidents. Trump doesn't do that. We all understand it at this point. Stop pretending you don't know.
0: To to that point, it just killed me over the weekend. I saw. um, Did you guys see the the it was like a little video that Trump tweeted out that showed it was him and it said Trump 2020. And all the years kept all of these years to like (laughs) 7080. And everyone was like, he's trying to abuse his presidential power as if he's going to live. Until the year yeah, 7080, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> I think we all know it was a joke. But it was, as you said, David, a master troll. Yeah, at he's that particular a point, troll. he really is.
2: He, he nonstop is is getting the best on people. And I think it's. I think he does it like you're saying too, just to throw people off. Uh, throw the media off give the media something to, to pander about mm-hmm. while he's actually doing stuff behind the scenes to get stuff done So
0: and one, well so one of the one of the issues that the media uh, fails to cover accurately when it comes to Trump is illegal immigration mm. So your top story is uh, regarding that.
2: Yeah um, You know sanctuary cities. It's just it, to me the question comes back to Americans It's like what do Americans not understand is 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 problematic with uh, a sanctuary city you know, when you've got uh, in Seattle, uh, an illegal was accused of rape, went to jail. He was let out early. They didn't honor the ICE detainer to get him out. And three days, three days later, he goes finds the same woman that's disabled and assaults her and almost chokes her to death again in wow. front of her child too. Yeah, right I, in front of her kid. Gosh. And it's it, it, until, I think, until these, these politicians and the judges, actually, that aren't honoring these ICE detainers are held liable for some of the assault and some of the, victim, uh, some of the, some of the victims, what, what they've gone through, it's, it's like, I don't understand what's going to change. But what, but what American can't see these things and say, hey, if somebody's here illegally, we need ICE mm-hmm. to actually do their job and get them out of the country, especially if they've committed a crime? And that yet we still continue to hear from uh, from uh, Kamala said it, uh, AOC has said it, uh, Rashid Talib's. It's like a it's like a chant that just continues from the Democrat uh, politicians and, and even the presidential runners that they want to get rid of ICE.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And wh- my question just comes back to the American people: What are the American people not seeing, and how are so many Americans okay with allowing these liberals and these Democrats? to have positions that are actually putting American people's lives and their their health and their well-being in jeopardy because it continues to happen over and over again. You we know, don't see it on the mainstream media. We, we don't see it talked about as much as we should.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what always strikes me as odd is when I bring this up to people and they say, well, Americans commit crimes too. Right. Well... Yes, yeah. but that I mean that's not a, a pass. like right. that's, that doesn't mean we should welcome more of it. Exactly. I don't understand that argument at all.
2: No, it's like I, I get that argument from somebody actually close to me and it's funny that well, this will come up and I'll, I'll say the same thing. It's like, yeah well, that's a completely different problem. right.
0: We, we should solve mold. that too. We can have yeah, a problem yeah. with both things at the same time. <laughs> right.
2: But here's an easy way to solve this problem right is yeah. <clears throat> don't let them in a and if they're caught and they're being a criminal or they're caught period, they're illegally, get kicked them out it's like somebody breaking into disneyland and then they get caught and it's like well hey here's a free pass for the rest of the, st- <laughs> for the rest of our park for the rest of your life doesn't make any sense i mean look uh, people
1: who are American citizens that were born here—if you think of them—they're kind of like our family. You get stuck with crappy family members <laughs> right, all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like, Can't if you think of like immigrants as your friends, right? You can ex—you exer- don't have to take new friends if you don't if they bring things into your lives that suck. You get yeah, yeah. stuck with your family. You have no choice. Like, yeah. well, yes, there's a lot of crappy people here, uh, and I can tell you how most of them are going to vote. Uh, coming up. Uh, and this, so it's like, it is one of those things that like I, I find that to be a very bizarre argument as well. And not to mention, you always see it. Le- mm-hmm. Legal immigrants and illegal immigrants are lumped in together in those stats all yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a very important mm-hmm. distinction. Also point out that I think it, the sanctuary city thing is so bizarre. Like, I want my town to become a sanctuary city for the federal income tax. Why can't they just say, you know what? We're yeah. not enforcing any of the federal income tax here. Absolutely. And, like I don't understand how these like <laughs> lo- these localities think that they can they can do they can you know basically come up with their own laws. Yep. I mean, look, this have is have you
0: a f- have you considered running for city council I on that I platform? Could I think you. <laughs>
2: really I, think I don't
1: know you if you'd ever be great. It's the, the probably the second you border you went into the next town, they, you'd probably get arrested. But <laughs> as long as you stay in my town, man, it'll save a lot of money, and I bet we'd have a sweet <laughs> town. I bet we'd have a sweet <laughs> town. Um, but th- th- this happened with. Uh, Uh, with um, Arizona tried to pass a state law that was going to enforce, you know, new immigration standards. And it got overturned in the Supreme Court because they said, no, this is a federal issue. Only federal authorities can deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, why are they why are cities allowed to go this way on this one thing? I mean, because I can think of a lot of laws I think are terrible in the United States. I would love my town to just start being a sanctuary city on all the stuff I don't like. But I don't think we get that opportunity, unfortunately. Only the left with immigration gets it. And it's a, you know, we certainly can't do it with abortion, right?
3: right. We, like, every time... We try to do it with Obamacare. Yeah. I remember several states yeah. tried to, like, say, no, we're going to go our own way. And they threw out the, oh, no, yeah. Law, yeah. Of the yeah. right. law of the land. It's the law of the land. Okay, what about immigration? Yeah. Yep. Again, that Again. one issue was mm-hmm. different for some r- weird reason.
0: Mm. All right, back in a minute. Just see Bernie Sanders was asked in an interview if it was appropriate to support people who are legal. No, that's not at all appropriate. <laughs> All right, before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Cruise Through History. I'm so jealous of you, Stu. You get to go Remember on this me system, too. but also this cruise. <laughs> amazing <laughs> cruise. Let's not get carried away here. Uh, so it's in, what, March of next year? March
1: of next year, we've got uh, Italy, Greece, uh, Croatia, Israel all together in one cruise. Plus, I mean, you see the ship. It's amazing. It's this gigantic, legit, big cruise ship with all the amenities. It's all expenses paid, which includes uh, your flight which is really cool. From what I hear, like there's going to be multiple flights going over there that are basically everybody from the cruise, so That's it's going to so be a fun. really cool trip. And then Bill O'Reilly's going to be there, uh, Rabbi Lappin, David Barton, myself, and also some other older gentleman uh, with a beard <laughs> um, that, uh, I guess his name's Glenn Beck. He'll be there as well. It's going to be pretty cool. And, uh, you know, i, I got to say like the combination of having both Something that you can kind of take on forever when it comes to the history and, like, the experience of it and then also the fun of a cool, cool cruise. It's mm-hmm. going to be a really cool time.
0: Yeah, so you can go to uh, comesailaway.com. There's a bunch of different package options and uh, little things that you can choose from. You're going to want to go there right now so you can mark your calendars next year, March of 2020, sailaway.com All right, Jason. Got a little, what is it, an update for us on what's going on with Iran?
3: Yeah, so on Friday we were talking about it was a good thing, I thought, that the president decided not to respond uh, and attack the missile uh, structures, their, their mm-hmm. uh, air support or anti-air capability after the downing of our drone. And he, uh, what he said in his tweet was, I think, exactly right. There, there would have been a loss of life, and that's not a proportional response. Iran took, they chose a very effective way to attack us in hitting a drone. Like, how do you respond to a drone? Attack one of their drones, or, or what? It's a kite. Um, right, like maybe a kite, you know, yeah. Um, so, so it was difficult. but. Every single general was probably like, "Well, if you want to get close to a proportional response, attack their surface-to-air missile capability. At- attack those. That makes sense. I mean, it's not cr- a crazy idea no.
1: to-, to shoot down the thing that you know the sure. shot, mm-hmm. shot down our drone with. Right?
3: You yeah, know. and yeah, not only send a message, but also you know hurt their, hurt their capability to do it in the future. Yeah. So instead of doing that, we went down a path, or we're we've already gone down the path, but. The first strike weapon is no longer the nuclear weapon. It's it, it's not. Um, first strike, like warfare, the, the, the history of it, it had gone between, you know, like, you know, Revolutionary War, we're fighting, you know, picket lines, you know, to, we got a little bit advanced, so we could hit their capability to actually supply their soldiers and train more soldiers. So we started like World War II bombing and World War I bombing, you know, industrial centers. But then again, that took forever. I, when, I think we were, when we were attacking uh, Tokyo, it was hundreds and thousands of planes dropping hundreds of of thousands of bombs carpet bombing an entire area but that reduced their capability to hit us well then we evolved beyond that and then it got to the atomic bomb instead of you know thousands of planes and hundreds of thousands of bombs we're just gonna drop one bomb and take out cities we didn't have to kill the, you know we, we didn't need to engage their military just you know defeat their capability to actually supply their military now we're moved beyond that we don't have to drop a nuclear bomb we just have to press enter and that's exactly what they did on Thursday that, again, it leaked out that we hit them with a cyber attack that instead of bombing their uh, their missile and uh, rocket capability for Air forces, we just shut down all their computer systems that they rely on to operate that uh, equipment. That's insane. Like, and apparently the way they did it, it's fr- ridiculous. <laughs> this is insane. Like, this is the direction we're, we're already in. Actually, if we go to war with a major nation state like Iran, Russia, and anyone, these are the bo- these are the metaphorical bombs that right. will be dropped first. It won't be cruise strike, cruise missile attacks, shock and awe. Like, none of that will happen. It'll happen after the fact. But right. the very first attack will be attacks like this. Um, y- you look further down into the, in- into the future. You can see how scary this is. Get th- this is going to get. There is no start agreement for cyber yeah. warfare. Yeah. Th- there's nothing governing this because nobody wants to admit they have the capability. It's yeah. that secret. Yeah. We're they're in the Manhattan Project era of this, where it's very, very hush hush. Um, it, actually, it, it's it's got the secrecy of the Manhattan Project, but we've already got the bombs.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I was reading a report out just uh, a few days ago. They were t- talking about how our electric grid is the most attacked system in, in the country. So lab- they rattled off, you know, election systems and they ratt- you know, water systems and, you know, anything else you can think of, you know, hospitals, all that stuff. Those are trying to be penetrated, sure. And there was like a list of like 10 of them. But if you added up all those other systems from the cyber attacks from Russia, China and Iran, those are the three they, they-, they-, they looked at more th- they, if you add all those up, none of those equal the amount of intrusions on our electric grid, hmm. so that's how often they're hitting our electric grid. Wow. So you can see that that will be the first to go in in a major conflict <laughs> have you seen, Have you guys seen the documentary zero days? Um, it's, it's amazing. You have to look at it. It talks about what our capabilities are. They, they claim, there were some NSA whistleblowers in this documentary, they said that the um, United States has already fully infiltrated most nation states and they picked out Iran as as one of the biggest uh, examples. Fully infiltrated their electric grid system and all, all of their major systems, you know, that, that keep their country going and their military running. If they have that, if we have that on them, it, isn't it pretty good assumption that China, Russia, yeah. places mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. kind of similar on us? Well, it, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> you you <laughs> would hope I, not, I, I but hope not, for but sure, dying. Yeah. yeah, that
0: that would be very optimistic. But think about. I
3: think I read that. Like it, it was. It's in. The, it's like hundreds of millions that they project after several, you know, months of being without. If they fully shut down power, will die. There's nothing oh, gov- yeah. There's nothing governing that. No, no. There
2: are no rules. all those end time movies that. Show yeah. us all walking from town to town, and yeah, yeah, that's know, and that's the reality. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, nomads uh, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, taking over. It really is scary. I, the, um, the
1: interesting thing about the ci- cyber warfare, I think, generally speaking, too, is I think it was was it some of all fears that movie where they buried a nuclear bomb or something in i think it was one of these movies like stadium or something i don't remember yeah it was like in a in like baltimore or something i can't yeah, remember yeah. which movie it was but the idea was that someone had imported a nuclear bomb into a major city and it was it was there already uh, just w- waiting and you know to figure out whether they were going to set it off and that's cyber warfare like we can plant all of these things and not execute them in right. all of these systems mm-hmm. so they're there right like it's like ha- it's like we planted instead of having to fire a missile the missile's already there, it's just waiting to, to explode. And that is what's I think so interesting about this, is we can put all these things in these systems and and kind of leave them there for years and years and years and years, and just wait to execute them. And it kind of gives you an incredible amount of power. I mean, it's certainly been rumored that all this stuff has already hit us, and, and we certainly you know, believe that it is. But it's a, it's, a, it's a scary world, because you never know when a new, crazy person takes over with that sort of capability. I mean, you've seen even Kim Jong-un in a a regime with very limited technical Mm -hmm. abilities compared to a lot of these other big nations was able to, you know, look at that Sony hack. I mean, we all at least it was reported that it was North Korea that was responsible for it. I mean, that's a it's a big corporation with lots of security, not quite our government. But I mean, we all know that China's already been in our systems. We know that Russia has been in them. Um, You know, this is a it's it's a scary world. uh, And it's one of those things that I'm glad to know. I don't necessarily want to know about it every time we do something like this, but I'm glad to know we can do it because uh, we have to be uh, out in front of that or we're we're in trouble.
0: Did you guys see uh, Ilan Omar's tweet, I guess it was Friday or over the weekend, about Iran? No. Mm -hmm. Would it surprise you at all that she was just Total defense of them. Best pals no, with wouldn't, them. Wouldn't, wouldn't They're the victim, really, honestly. Shocking. No, yeah, just they
3: just Star- have Star- a strong G- track record for feminism and you know yeah. women's rights, LGBTQ rights.
0: Interesting. All right, we'll be back.
1: We got to do something on Elon Omar this week too. That's definitely that yes. Came out with her, I know. Uh, trip to the
0: Alright, coming up next, uh, we're doing something a little bit different in Overtime. We have got uh, country music singer Aaron Watson, who will be coming on and joining us for Overtime. Um, he's got a new album out. It is amazing. And he doesn't know this, but he actually is uh, hes very near and dear to my heart because my husband and I, our first date was to his his concert oh, over wow. at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. Oh. And it was before, he's actually in the control room directing this show, but it was before uh, we really were like telling coworkers. Mm. So we were like, yeah, we're just all going as a big friend group and, you know, kind uh-huh. of, so of you hiding
1: li- You lied to us, is what you're saying. I did. I did. Wow. I did.
0: But we've got him coming up next. Uh, you can nice. watch it at blazetv.com. Oh, we'll see you there.
1: Although, who knows if that's true, because you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: Before we get uh, back into the conversation with Mr. Aaron Watson, I want to thank our sponsor, Mercury Real Estate, and the folks over at realestateagentsitrust.com. So as you guys probably know, if you've gone to buy or sell a house lately, uh, everyone is a real estate agent, right? Everyone dabbles in it. You've got, you know, your cousins, mothers, friends, dog walkers, brother who does it. And they're like, oh, you should definitely use him. He is the expert. Turns out that's not always the best way to find your real estate agent, and then it gets super awkward uh, at, you know... uh casual friend dinners and stuff like that, you're like, yeah, actually, your uh, dog walker's cousin was not the best real estate agent <laughs> for me. Who knew? Surprise. Who, who knew? Uh, that is why Glenn and his team have realestateagentsitrust.com. They have the top real estate agents. These are the experts all across the country. They have one where you are located, and they have vetted these people already. They have vetted them to make sure they are the ones who are going to get you the best value. They're the ones who uh, are going to know where your family is going to be safe, where you are going to find neighbors who share your values. Um, these are oftentimes listeners of the show. So they know you. They know your values. They are going to be the ones to put you where you need to go. You can go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you are looking to buy or sell a house. I mean, no pressure. It's just the biggest investment you're ever going to make in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay? trust.com. Welcome, Aaron Watson, to the yeah. show. Hi, thank you all for having Aaron me, Watson, hey, We are thank so you. excited to have you. Thank
4: you for having me. Me um, here at the dinner table. Here at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, there's not beer this time. I don't okay, know if you Okay, I've ready, got. But you've, got <laughs> you've got an empty <laughs> coffee cup.
4: <laughs> there with the TV magic right there. Kind of like a tea party with my daughter. Yeah. Like. yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is so good. It's what so is good. This? What yeah. flavor was this? Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: um, but we're so excited to have you Thank and you for um, having me. And we're we're gonna hit a, a couple more news stories. And I really, I'm dying to get into okay. your new album. Thank you. So I can't wait to I can't wait to get into it. Uh, all right. So David, top Democrats, they are they're they are firing at Joe Biden. They are. We all thought we were like, man, he cannot stay unscathed for long. Yeah. But there's some in party fighting going on.
2: There is. It's interesting to see that some top Democrats are are literally just throwing him under the bus. Uh, Senator Mike Gravel said uh, one of the one of the candidates for Carolina, he said that uh, Biden's unchanging, unapologetic and unaware. He's a disaster waiting to happen. And it's pretty funny to see them kind of uh, fighting amongst themselves. Uh, other Democrats off the campaign trail uh, leader of the black caucus me- one of the members of the black Com- caucus said that he has absolutely no idea about the black American experience and yet he's supposed to be a champion for you know for black vote so wow. it's funny to see the infighting it's funny to see uh, they're they're picking him apart. I think that his this stuff with China and his son's dealings with China is And the Ukraine is coming out to just bite him. I don't think Democrats think there's any chance that he's gonna actually become the nominee, and so they're trying to put somebody else in there or hope somebody else will get in there. So they're, they're not talking very nice about Biden right now, so it's fun to watch.
3: Interesting, these opinions weren't very strong like four to eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were in
2: nowhere. Well, been been in in fa- and-
3: well, to
0: be fair, he has changed a lot <laughs> <laughs> in, in eight years, right? He was kind of a different person eight years ago. He was going off talking about how we should be strict on illegal immigration and strict at the border and all of this. Good point. So yeah. Yeah. maybe it was just because he a was lot. a different person True. then. But so were all of them. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah. It is interesting to see um, not just the two political parties not wanting to work together. But now we've got this weird conflict in the Democrat Party where we've got the new breed that is coming up and they want things a a certain way. They're obviously very extreme. They're very uh, socialist. um, And they're fighting with the old breed who wants to keep this establishment the way that it is. I mean, credit where credit is due. You know, even Nancy Pelosi is like, guys, we really should not go the impeachment route quite yet. Uh, You know, like, let's let's temper this. And nope, the new socialists are just kind of plowing through that. And I think that the the mainstream media is is also latching onto that. And, uh, you know, they want it to happen. So it's weird. We've just got kind of fighting everywhere, um, everywhere, not just Republican against Democrat. um, But Republican against Democrat. When we're talking about fighting, you've got uh, what Nancy Pelosi leading this uh, denial of humanitarian aid at the border.
3: This is this is amazing, uh, really, because this is it's, it, if you're really concerned about the plight of uh, what's going on at the border. And this like Glenn uh, actually took a lot of heat for doing something similar to what the Trump administration has proposed, mm-hmm. which is give a bunch of. Well, the Trump administration has proposed four point 4, 4. five billion dollars to send down to the border so that we can help the people that are there right now to address the situation. Because right now, you know, the people that. Could take care of everything, like the law enforcement, or even churches, or uh, you know NGOs. They're they're running out of money. There's 144,000 people coming across every month. If you're a Jehovah's Witness, that's the entire population of heaven, straight up. I mean, 144,000. A lot of people. That, that is that's the population of Sacramento, California. Jeez. That's what's every coming month. over every, every month. Um... Anyway, so uh, I digress but-,
0: Wait, but you said that Trump proposed all of this aid, but I was told that Trump is Hitler and putting them in concentration camps so those well, two they're things concentrated don't
2: really make- there and okay. their camps. Okay. So, Put them you know, together Omar and just like, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing.
0: <laughs> the Total literal meaning. The
3: okay. Every, okay. I yeah, in the world. So it's, just, it's it's just absolutely amazing. This is what you would think that they would want, right? This is okay. Forget the wall. The wall's not even in that 4.5 billion. This is just to help the people that are there. Mm-hmm. Like the kids that you're horrified that are in, you know, pr- you know, j- cages or whatever that these this would go to help them that th- this is this is a good thing so you should be all for it but they've denied it they will not vote on it the senate is trying to do something but they, the house under policy will not do anything um it Try makes you keep
2: the conditions
3: as bad as possible to keep blaming mm. orange man bad mm-hmm. uh, bingo and mm-hmm. i i think i think exactly i i they know the, the statistics just like we do you know they read the Papers just like we do. They know there's 144,000 people per month. They know how bad it is. They see the pictures. If you see the pictures, you should want to give the money to help, to help the situation there. Yeah. If you have the statistics from government agencies, you know better than we do how much of a dire situation it is right now. Yeah. Now, why would you not even agree to give money just to help the people, the, you know, the plight of the people that are there? Why would you disagree with that? I think, just like kind of like what you alluded to, I, I think they're pushing the uh, the president into a corner. I think they want him to take unilateral action mm-hmm. I think that as soon as he does they're going to start writing down the precedent that is set for the next election Remember when the president, you know, the unilaterally sidestepping Congress wrote this executive order this executive order Did these things at the border complete without asking us the same things we're going to do on climate control the Same mm-hmm. thing we're going to do on gun control same things we're going to do on health care we're skipping Congress
2: or going straight through the executive. Which is I why think that's what up. we can't let a Democrat become president for at least the next 40 or 60 years. It just can't happen. 40, 60 <laughs> minimum. <laughs>
3: just, just, just the 40 to 60,
2: though. Really, this
3: can't, this can't hold. Like, this division yeah. can't hold. At yeah. some point, you would think that the same people on both sides can both say, look, this is an obvious problem. Mm-hmm. Out of compassion, we can come together and fix this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, should be. Aaron, what do you make of all this?
4: Well, you know, it's funny. We're sitting at a dinner table and I can remember growing up in in Odessa, Texas, where my grandparents are from. I grew up in Amarillo, but my grandparents from Odessa and one side of the family is right wing. Mm -hmm. One side of the family was from California, Mm -hmm. left wing. So we had all at the dinner table, Republicans, Democrats. Half the family was Baptist. Mm -hmm. Half the family was Church of Christ. Wow but i can remember everyone talking and discussing things and they might have disagree they may disagree on mm-hmm. topics but there was never anger and hatred mm-hmm. yeah you know and and when 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 two sides are 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 more concerned with their own agenda and they can't see common sense mm-hmm. of wh- what's best for humanity that's when that's when it's, it's truly sad. Like, okay, so you don't like this guy. We get it. Right. Or you don't like this lady. We get it. But it's not about these two. It's about the people, you know? So it's one of those things like, you know, it, 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 my dad always says, common sense is not too common anymore.
3: (laughs)
0: It's true. It's true. And I I do think that um, it it has become politics has replaced religion. Politics is the new religion now. And, you know, but it's not just a religion. It's a religion that's intolerant of other religions. Yeah. So Mm. because whereas, you know, when you were growing up, I remember that, too, when I was growing up, yeah. and family was family, and you probably just avoided the conversation at the Thanksgiving yeah. dinner table. Mm. And now you have families, you know, there's just divide in the families. They can't get together anymore. Yeah. You've got um, friends who aren't friends anymore because of yeah. political disagreements.
2: Marriages yes. have ended.
0: Yes, yes,
2: yes. I have I, a personal friend of mine, a couple that uh, worked together for 10, 12 years, and they, they couldn't really—they they couldn't keep it going. Because he was so one side, and she was the other. And they just, it ended the, re- the relationship.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Um, but like Dallas
4: Cowboys versus the Washington Redskins in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yes.
4: Right?
0: Um, so, Aaron, you have a, a new album out. Yes. And there's a song. I want to get into the album. There's a song yes. on that album that really kind of ties in with what we're talking about. It's called uh, Old Friend. Let's listen to some of it. We
4: all got troubles. We all got pain. No. Everybody's yeah. got their own versions of cocaine. Wanna make a funny video? Left wing or right wing, it takes both wings for flight. Can't you hear the children singing red and yellow, black, and white? So stop your fight and start uniting, sing along. I think we all agree we love it. Tom Petty song, You Take Your Heart Out. <laughs> oh, you see him drop down it yeah. That's my banjo jump <laughs> Those When All the guys in my band That's um, are doing something you all in lie
0: so, um, Aaron. first of all, I have questions. Like, yes, was it ma'am. hard to ride that bicycle with the camera and not, like, wreck or run into yes. it? Yes.
4: Well, we, the, the camera guy was on a, sitting on the back of a truck, and I was okay. trying to get real close to him. And every once in a while, the guy driving the truck would stop, and I'd just be like, wham. Oh, oh
0: no.
4: <laughs> and those bikes, really? those bikes, I go riding bikes with my kids. Yep. Those bikes are not the most agile. No. Those are like rent-a-bikes. yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. In
0: California. In
4: California. They
0: allowed you into California. They allow me everywhere.
3: <laughs> How many people in California actually thought you were Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers? there that a un-
4: lot? I knew it. Right. I knew it. It really does. I Here's the problem. Too, Here's yeah. the problem. I don't mind that. <laughs> it's actually when I was, I flew into Sacramento for a show we had in California last week. And when I, I flew in a couple days early and I got a car, I rented a car. And the guy goes, wow, dude, you look like. A little Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, you know, <laughs> oh, no. did you have to say little? Right? <laughs> right. Could have left None that part knows. out. I didn't mean it like that. I go, no, you meant it like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But I agree. I'm, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, he's yeah. from California, he's from Chico. Yeah. yeah.
0: So tell us about this song in
4: particular, old friend. So it's inter- you know, it's interesting. Me being a country artist from Texas, anywhere I go, I get asked political questions. If we're doing red carpet stuff, and I usually, you know, I may start my political campaign once my music career's done, if my wife allows me. <laughs> but I, I wanted to write a song that kind of like just made people realize, like, listen, we're we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. And and I wrote this song. So there was the shooting in Vegas mm-hmm. where the where 58 country music fans died. Mm-hmm. And I've been asked so many questions about gun control and political things just from that. And there were two guys on Facebook that I know that they were going at each other's throats over the gun control issue. And then the next day, Tom Petty died. Mm. And then those same two guys who were going at each other's throats actually posted very similar things on Facebook about how much the music meant to them. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that's... Music is one thing that can kind of bring us all together. And for me, at this stage of my career, I feel like God gives me this opportunity to get up on stage and to let my light shine and to be, send out positive vibes. Like, you know, it's, it's like, you might be completely opposite from me. And that's okay. That's kind of the beauty of this country. And this is the greatest country in the world. There's, there's not too many things I'll just there's a few things I will just completely argue, nonstop, I won't back down, and that's one of them. We are blessed to live in the greatest country in the world. And maybe that's because my dad's a disabled veteran, and I've, that's just something that I'm passionate about. But that's where I wrote the line, like, left wing or right wing, it takes both wings for flight. Can't you hear the children singing red and yellow, black and white? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, stop your oh, fight and good. start unite and sing along. I think we all agree we love a Tom Petty song and it's just it's like and it's 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 just do unto others as you'd have them do unto you you know you take your heart out on the highway when you hit the road again you're always treating every stranger that you meet like an old friend and if we went about it with that approach you know everybody just you know goes into everything already fired up like they said something about your mama (laughs) I mean, it's like that. I mean, you walk into every situation, you're already bowed up, (laughs) you know. And so, you know, it's it's for me when I get asked questions about uh, gun control. Right. I'm like, well, I'm not a lawmaker. Right. I'm not a lobbyist or a politician. Um, I'm just here
0: to sing. All right. I I tell them
4: what I do know about this is I know I'm a dad. Yeah. And I have three kids, Jake, Jack and Jolie Kate. And as a dad, the thing that I can do right off the bat is, and one thing I can give you my thoughts on is that I know for a fact that the violence on our televisions mm-hmm. are are really mm-hmm. setting a bad tone right off the bat in these kids' lives. Yes. These video games they're playing are violent. Mm-hmm. And I tell parents, if you want to make a difference, rather than posting all these opinions on Facebook, first thing you can do is you can protect your children from these things or this, the violent shows, the violent video games, because what that's doing, it's almost brainwashing our kids and making them not sensitive to the value of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I give my opinions, I try to give opinions that from experience, not me just blabbering because there's so much blabbering I mean you can ask my wife I blabber (laughs) I try to only blabber to her but I wanted to write a song that was like guys we're let's be nice to each other let's you know and that's the thing I I think a lot of times you know I think we 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 need we need leaders that can see past a color and now the color is red and blue (laughs) Right. You know, and it's like you see beyond that and you see the people, you know, so that's one of those things. I mean, I'm not I mean, I was raised at the Republican headquarters in Potter County <laughs> by my dad. You know, my dad has always volunteered, you know, um, I, I think he I can no telling how many hours he put in for Reagan and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's like, you know, my dad, if he was sitting here, he could give you some serious opinions. But. <laughs> That man's fought for his country. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, preach. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody can preach, Dad, get up there.
0: Right, yeah,
4: absolutely. Tell them what it's all about.
0: Um, so I, I was listening to you on uh, on Glenn's show earlier. Yeah. And um, I just thought it was it was so interesting that you said that the idea behind a lot of this album was that you wanted people to know that, you know... It's not just a celebrity life that you, yeah. know, you have you have flaws, you mm-hmm. have faults, you have, you know, you struggle just like everyone mm-hmm. else. Um, and I just I just thought that that was so interesting that you just you wanted to do this album to show people that, you know, everyone, everyone yeah. has struggles.
4: I'm an independent artist. I've never signed a record deal. And my last three albums have charted top ten nationwide. And it's because of the fans. I mean, we, our album Underdog was the first independent album in the history of country music to chart number one. And my, my fans are family. And when I made this record, I wanted to give them something that was more meaningful than anything that I've done over the last 20 years. And it's just like a way of saying thank you, mm-hmm. but also a way of giving them music that helps them cope with life. I wrote a song, Trying Like the Devil, and I was telling Glenn about it. It's um, a local boy from Abilene committed suicide a week away from being an Eagle Scout. No one knew that he was going through such pain. No one knew. And I believe it was his dad posted something that said, I wish people would be more real and honest on social media. I wish, especially celebrities,
1: yeah.
4: um, because they, they portray a life that these kids can't live up mm-hmm. to. And these mm-hmm. kids feel like failures. And that's where I wrote Trying Like the Devil. And I just wrote about my struggles and how I feel like a failure, and how I struggle with the highs and the lows. And, you know, no one wants to say, oh, sometimes I'm depressed. That doesn't feel very cool. You know, I want to write a song about how macho I am. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But that's not real life. And I wrote this song, Trying Like the Devil. I had a, uh, a veteran, a young veteran, come to my show at the Grand Ole Opry a few weeks back with his wife, and he said he struggled struggles with PTSD and he said that my song trying like the devil uh, has helped him overcome a bunch of his suicidal tendencies wow. and I thought man that's greater than that to, to make music that impacts people and so you know I'm just thankful I have the best fans and, and you guys have taken such good care of us and Glenn the whole family is amazing I mean probably the reason why our, our records are charting top 10 I mean everywhere I go fans of of the blaze and all these shows, they come see me play and they're like, I saw you on this. I saw you on that. So it's crazy. It's, it's amazing. We're so blessed. Well, uh, I know
0: you, everyone feels like a failure sometimes. I know everyone gets that feeling, but you sir are not everyone said that you you. couldn't do it as an independent artist and you are hello. He's here doing it.
4: Well, here's the (laughs) thing people love most. They love most this. They love the fact that this new record all the proceeds from this new record, all the proceeds, down to the last penny, all the proceeds, go straight into my wife's purse. <laughs> <laughs> it's really if, if you go... It's the
0: best cause I can think of, actually. Yeah, if
4: you go on iTunes or Amazon and you buy it right really now... It. Out of nowhere, like t- a twenty dollar bill appears in her it's <laughs> I get paid nothing, so you know we're so blessed. And it's it's not a music's not an industry; it's the family business. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and, and we just wanted to put out an album mu- with with music that had meaning.
2: Yeah. So well, I can it's, tell you, if I could say one thing, yeah. I do not have a country a CD. I'm getting I, you I've one. I've never <laughs> bought one. But listening to your lyrics of what you wrote and just listening to you. Why, you put the, why you put the words together and I can Thank hear you. the faith in there as well. Thank you. And just tell God is using your music to impact millions of people. Thank you. And yours will be the first one that I'll buy. Thank you. I'll buy that and I'll play that and I'll. Thank you. My wife will go, what the heck? How did you this? <laughs> Where did
4: this come and from? And you're like, howdy, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> howdy, ma'am. Yeah, absolutely. that's right. Thank so, you yeah, for your kind yeah, words. Thank you.
0: So it's available now?
4: It's available right now, Red Mandana, everywhere you can get it. Just need to go on iTunes, Amazon. Get that sucker. We want, we do want that number one record. Absolutely. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't Absolutely. incredibly competitive. Because here's the great thing for me, it's, it, we. Re- I represent the people. I'm not, I'm not part of the, the, the machine, mm-hmm. the mainstream major record label. So anytime we can have these kind of victories, it shows everyone out there who has little dreams that, like, see, if this guy can do it, yeah. you can do it. Yeah. So I'm out there just battling and, Working hard for my family and, you know, trying to trying to just pay off my wife's credit card bill this month.
0: <laughs> Help Aaron Watson pay off his wife's credit card bill. You can go to iTunes, yes. Amazon. Focus
4: on me, camera. Help me. <laughs> I need you to buy that new record red bandana. You don't even have to like it. Just, it'll be your good deed for today. <laughs>
0: Oh, all right. That's Thank good. you so much. Thank you for having here, me. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, I mean, we like to think we're pretty OK. Yeah, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So are you uh, really quickly before we go. We've got some polls really quickly. So Friday's poll was President Trump right to call off the retaliatory strike on Iran. 85 percent said yes. 15 percent said no. Yes. 15 percent are super fans of going to war. I don't know. I'm not particularly uh, of that opinion. Uh, and then today's poll: Should Trump start deporting illegal immigrants or try to get an immigration deal through Congress? Let us know what you think at the Blazes Twitter. What do you think, Jason?
3: Uh, well, you threw me off with the last half of that. Uh, I, I would technically say if they broke the law, then that's pretty obvious. And I think these were—they were already said that they were given a deportation order but mm-hmm. refused to do it. Mm-hmm. So you would—I would, would say—I would tend to say just. Deport them, so we can get a standard set. But if he is moving towards uh, some kind of deal that would help them, you know, uh, you know, both would feel like they mutually benefited off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if
2: he's playing someone at chess here, I'd be willing to sit back and listen to it at least. Yeah. I think. What do you think, David? I just go back to they're 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 here illegally. If they've already been given a deportation notice and they're here illegally. What, you, what are you? What are you waiting for? Yeah. Yeah. you know, you're already setting a precedent when you don't reinforce the lo- and don't enforce the laws that are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you hear about the stories like I shared earlier, it just it's like reinforces it even more. Yeah, set the precedent, get them out, and let them come back through the right way. Maybe you get to the point where you just don't think that that regardless, even if the president is
3: working towards a deal, that, that the Democrats will even work with yeah. him mm-hmm. on it. So it's like. Work with
0: Aaron, do you care to dip your toe uh, in this? I'm just
4: here for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, it too.
0: sucks for you <laughs> you ain't got none in there.
4: <laughs> thank you
0: guys. Uh, thank you again, Aaron. Love for being you guys. Here. Thank, you. thank you. It's been amazing. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in.
4: <laughs> Yay. Y'all did great. I, I have a bunch of the CDs, so I'll just get some. Yeah. I